emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. Well, everybody, it's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody, this is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into this. And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's.
Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hey guys, we're so very excited that you've tuned in to tonight's show. Uh, we are coming off of a very successful listener event, our first ever inaugural listener event that we held on Facebook Live yesterday. Uh, I just can't... Uh, thank those of you who were able uh, to watch uh, enough for participating and being a part of the listener event. We've got nothing but kudos and compliments from those that were a part of it. Uh, the Stand Up Speak Up event was a major success and we want to thank all those that were involved in it and with it. We want to thank the amazing panelists of guests that we had Attorney Jeremy Bowie, uh, the Honorable Kendrick Bates, the council member from uh, Highland Park District 2, my good friend, Deputy Chief Chief of uh, Wayne, the Wayne County Sheriff's Ray Washington, Attorney Amanda McRae, um, Criminal Justice Associate Professor uh, Jennifer Cobina from Michigan State University, my good friend, Attorney and Pastor Boyd White, and finally, um, another good friend of ours, Attorney Aaron Burrell. Uh, we just had an amazing think tank of uh, panelists on yesterday talking about uh, the two uh, most recent uh deaths uh, of, uh, as a result of police brutality uh, in the person of uh, Ahmad Arbery and um, uh, 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 Sean Reed and uh, we talked about that uh, on yesterday the overarching theme of police brutality but most more specifically we talked about those two deaths and uh, the impact that is having uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic uh, and just a lot of things came out of it and to and tonight we're going to be sharing with you part one of this incredible uh, forum that we had on yesterday again called Stand Up and Speak Up. Uh, we uh, were, were tremendously blessed by all of the uh, congratulations and comments that we've gotten so far. We want to continue doing events like this on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, stay tuned for our next listener event. We'll be posting that very soon. We're already talking about doing Doing, uh, something um, uh, related to uh, entrepreneurship and empowerment. So look for that very, very soon, guys. Very excited about these listener events. Again, um, we want to encourage those of you uh, who are a part to like our Facebook fan page, uh, as well as uh, when you're on Facebook Live doing these events, share the feed on your timeline so that more people can be a part of these worthwhile events. Again, uh, if you want to know what's going on with the Thinking Out Loud radio show, be sure and like our fan page. The web, the web, um, the URL to our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page is facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's very simple. And we love to also get your feedback on other uh, topics that you like us to discuss, not just during our podcast on Tuesdays at 8 p.m., but also during our listener events that we're calling, um, well, our, our listening listener events uh, that we're scheduling 
uh, in the future. So we'd love to know what your thoughts are on, on topics that you want us to talk about and discuss, possible panelists, or if you want to be a panelist on any of our upcoming listener events, feel free to send us an email at contact at michaelnemis.com. We want to reach out to you. We want you to connect with us because we want to let you know that this show is all about uh, uplifting one another. It's all about helping one another and using this platform to be a blessing to the community. So uh, that is what we're all about, guys. And I thank you again for tuning in to tonight's show. Again, we're going to be sharing with you part one of this amazing. uh, We're also going to be posting the entire event on our newly rebranded YouTube channel. We're calling Thinking Out Loud TV. That's right, guys. We've uh, just finished rebranding our YouTube channel. So we're going to be posting this entire event very soon to this YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch it in its entirety right from Thinking Out Loud TV on YouTube. Well, when we're done with it, we'll make sure we post links on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook page, as well as all of our Instagram and you uh, and Twitter accounts. So we thank you so very much for following us. Remember to like and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. We got a lot of great things coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, we certainly appreciate all of your support. In addition to uh, sharing with you part one of uh, the speak up, stand up speak up event uh, during tonight's show, we have a dynamic thought of the week from a good friend of ours, uh, poet and lyricist Ty Scott King that I believe goes right in line with uh, the event we hosted on yesterday. Uh, we posted it on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. We're going to be sharing with you that poem during tonight's show. Hey guys, if you are a black business owner or entrepreneur, we want to get in touch with you. Send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. We want you to be a part of our next listener event. We're going to be talking about black entrepreneurship and black business ownership. Uh, we'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for more details about that, but we want to connect with you so you can be a part of this next listener event. If you're having uh, issues and struggling trying to get your product out there trying to get uh, increase your sales we want uh, to hear from you we want you to be a part of our next thinking out loud radio show listener event send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com we want you to be a part of what we're doing not just on the podcast but doing our next listener event we want to hear from you again send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com Well, guys, as I said, we've got a great show in store for you on tonight. Again, we're going to be sharing with you part one of our listener event entitled Stand Up and Speak Up. When we come back from this break, we're getting right into part one of this amazing forum. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. 
Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. What's up, everybody? This is Mike Nemes of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we're so happy to be uh, bringing you a very, very special event uh, on tonight. Uh, we're, we're so very excited about uh, what we're about to endeavor upon. Uh, I have uh, some amazing guests with us on tonight. We're calling this the Stand Up, Speak Up, Thinking Out Loud virtual event. Uh, first of all, do us a favor. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, I want you to, to share uh, this uh, on your uh, <clears throat> share this on your fan page, uh, on your Facebook pages for us. Uh, do us a favor. And uh, we want to make sure that we get this link out to everybody because uh, this is going to be a great conversation tonight. We've got some great individuals that have joined us to be a part of what we're calling Stand Up speak up thinking out loud radio show <clears throat> virtual event i'm i'm excited about it and i can't wait to get into this discussion on tonight but before we do that guys i want to kind of set the stage and the context for uh <clears throat> our discussion on tonight again we're going to be talking about uh the recent uh killings of uh sean aubrey i'm sorry sean reed and ahmad aubrey uh, two individuals that, uh, of course, are in the news, and I'm sure you're all aware of uh, of that. Um, and we're going to be getting to that. The broader theme for tonight's show, of course, is police brutality in the black community. And uh, <clears throat> I see people are joining us on Facebook. If you're joining us again, be sure to share uh, this feed on your timeline and do us a favor and like the Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. 
Uh, just to let you guys know, my name is Michael Nemes, and I am the host for tonight's show. I'm also the um, uh, host of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's a podcast that comes on every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Um, it comes on Tuesday at 8 p.m. And uh, <clears throat> we're, again, very excited to uh, bring this platform to you. We talk, we talk politics. We talk uh, everything from, again, politics, religion, uh, popular culture, social activism, and much more. And again, this is one of the reasons why we decided to have this event tonight because uh, of, uh, you know, what's been going on in social media and, of course, what's been going on in the news. Um, but what I want to do now, because we have our guests waiting and I want to get right to them um, and, and introduce this amazing panelist of guests that we have uh, for you on tonight. I want to give them a proper introduction. So let me share my screen real quick and uh, get right to them. Uh, my first guest on tonight, um, she is a very good friend of ours. Uh, I would consider her uh, someone that um, is, you know, on the, uh, on the up and up. Uh, she's a very bright and intelligent young lady. Uh, she's a, M, a U of M grad. I am a Michigan State grad, <laughs> but I'm not going to hold that against her. I never do. But um, I want to introduce to some, present to others, uh, my good friend, uh, attorney Amanda McCray. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Amanda. Can I unmute you, Amanda? There you go. Okay, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my next guest is another good friend of ours, um, and uh, he is uh, an attorney as well. Him and I serve on a couple boards. This, this young man is doing some big things, uh, you know, in the area of law. Uh, I just can't wait to bring him on. Uh, I know he's had some great, great things and great ideas to share. He is a, uh, uh, you know, an amazing uh, young man. Again, an attorney at uh, uh, Dickinson Wright. Uh, but a very good friend of ours. Again, we serve on some boards together. I'm so happy to bring to some and present, present to some and, uh, and, uh, and introduce to others my good friend, attorney Aaron Burrell. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Aaron. Well, thanks uh, very much, Mike. Always happy to help. Always happy to be here. Looking forward to a great discussion. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I... Um, <clears throat> I also have, uh, well, I consider everybody friends that are on with us uh, tonight. And um, I, um, I have another good friend of ours uh, that's on the show. She's been on our radio show before. Uh, she is a professor of criminal justice at Michigan State University, my alma mater. I'm so happy to have her. She's also an author of Hands Up, uh, Don't Shoot, my good friend, uh, uh, Professor Jennifer Cobina. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Jennifer. Let me unmute you. There we go. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another gentleman uh, who I just uh, was introduced uh, to uh, through um, my good friend, uh, Attorney McRae. Uh, he is a, a Michigan State grad. So very happy to have him with us. Also an attorney. Uh, we, we chopped it up a little bit on yesterday. Uh, I want to uh, introduce to some and present to others uh, my good friend, attorney Jeremy 
Bowie, welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Jeremy. There we go. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation and just um, the people who watch us grow and take our information and try to implement. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I also have um, another good friend of ours. Everybody's a good friend of mine, obviously. But um, this gentleman was introduced to me through uh, uh, Amanda McRae. Uh, I hear great things about him. He is a council member uh, for the uh, Highland Park District 2. I want to bring uh, the Honorable Kendrick Bates on uh, to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. Welcome, um, uh, Honorable Council Member uh, Bates. Uh, thank you, uh, Michael, uh, for having me this evening um, to really discuss you know, a very important topic. Um, and I would like to say I, I am also representing the University of Michigan. So <laughs> it looks like we're two to three here, but that's all right. Michigan is in the house, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I got somebody uh, who I'm bringing on in a minute. Uh, he's having some technical difficulties, but uh, we're going to be bringing him on in just a second. Uh, finally, last but certainly not least right now, until I bring this other gentleman on, um, is another good friend of mine. Uh, we go back quite a ways as well. Uh, go to the same church. He is. Uh, he used to be one of Detroit's finest. Now he's one of Wayne County's finest. Uh, Deputy Chief Ray Washington. He's also the uh, the um, uh, the uh, director of uh, security for Greater Grace Temple. So I'm so happy to have again my good friend, Deputy Chief of the Wayne County Sheriff's Ray Washington, on the line with us on tonight. What's up, Ray? Thank you, Mike, and everybody. Good evening. It's good to be here. Good evening. I'm always interested in um, having a discussion where we talk about police brutality and the things that's going on in the, in the country, uh, law enforcement-wise. So it's good to be here. Glad you have me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, let's get let to, to kind of, uh, again, set the stage of the context for uh, tonight's uh, 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 tonight. Um, I... Well, I'll introduce this gentleman, and uh, then we will uh, bring him on in just a minute because I don't want to uh, delay our discussion any further. But um, this gentleman here, Attorney Boyd White, is another good friend of mine. Um, he, he will be joining us momentarily, uh, but uh, he is an um, uh, uh, attorney and pastor. We've had him on our show to talk about uh, director Ava DuVernay's powerful docu-series. I'm sure many of you have seen it. When they see us, the uh, the story of the Exonerated Five, uh, the uh, Central Park Five, but now the Exonerated Five, black young boys who were wrongfully accused of raping the white woman uh, in New York, I believe, back in 1989. And so we had a uh, we did a two part uh, podcast about that, and we really recommend you guys go check that out. And let us know what you thought, what your thoughts are. It's called When They See Us, the podcast, a conversation about the docuseries, uh, When They See Us. Again, so happy again to have all these uh, powerful individuals on our show on tonight. So I'm going to stop this share and we're going to uh, get into a uh, discussion about uh, police brutality. Of course, you all know what's been going on. And, uh, and so, uh, I'm going to take uh, give each of you an opportunity to kind of give your initial impressions of uh, what you think 
you know, of the, the two recent murders of, uh, you know, Ahmaud Arbery and Sean Reed. I'm going to start with uh, the Honorable uh, Kendrick Bates. Uh, th- thank you. You know, it's painful to see these stories over and over again, especially when we know that these aren't new occurrences. You know, this has been going on since uh, people of color were kidnapped and brought to this country. Um, now we're seeing that technology has brought these issues to the forefront. So, you know, they're being documented, uh, you know, camera phones, surveillance, uh, body cams. And so we see that, you know, young black men especially continue to be brutalized uh, without regard. I can think of uh, with Mr. Aubrey. Uh, here in Michigan, uh, we look at the case in 2018 where we had a young man in Rochester, Michigan, just knocking on a door who was lost, asking for directions. Owner came out with a shotgun. The only reason he didn't kill him was because he missed him. So, uh, again, we continue to see this. And in the case of with Mr. Reed, you know, it's difficult to watch. Uh, there's so much that's not there. Uh, the information missing, um, you know. I believe that the officer's comments threw gasoline on a fire. And, you know, again, without knowing the specifics in terms of, you know, what happened? You know, did he really have that gun, allegedly? Was he shooting at the officers? You know, people now are at the point where they just don't have faith in law enforcement. And um, rightly so. Rightly so. So, you know, uh I hope that we can change this narrative moving forward, but it's going to take a lot of effort by everybody within this country. Uh, we are a relatively young country as compared to African civilization, Asian, European. Uh, we have a long way to go. We've got to get people on board to advocate uh, for ourselves. And I think about Mr. what Mr. Colin Kaepernick did in highlighting police brutality and the pushback that he received and the lack of support and people not willing to really stand up with him and acknowledge that this is happening and that we need to do something about it. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, is, it just seems like a problem that our community is continuing to have to grapple with. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a conversation that we'll, we'll seem like we're continuing to have. But, uh, w- what I do believe is that um, one thing I, you know, I, our, our community is resilient. Our black, the black, the black culture is resilient, and we will continue to rise up, and we'll continue to uh, push back, and we'll continue to march and 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 do what I believe is necessary in order to, um, you know, get closer and closer to uh, the solution. You know, um, so so who else would like to, you know, to chime in at this point? Um, Attorney um, McRae, I want to, you know, toss it to you. Tell us what your thoughts are about, you know, the, the, these recent killings and, and the impact that you, it's had on and you already. I mean, like like everyone else, I'm tired. Um, watching the, the video, specifically the um, Ahmad Arbery video, um, it was debilitating. It literally weakened me. Um, not to be dramatic or anything, but the names of our sisters and brothers who have died at the hands of racism, at the hands of uh, racial profiling, began to swirl in my head. 
And it certainly doesn't help that we're um, encapsulated in the four walls of our homes right now with the news on. And we see that 80,000 people have died from COVID and 58% of which were black. Um, so basically like 50,000 African-Americans have died from COVID. And yet, and still after hearing that information, we have governors who are opening up their states almost immediately after. Uh, then you hear the excuses of the McMichaels that uh, Ahmad was a suspect in a burglary investigation. Um, you know, we keep getting reminded over and over again that we are not important. Um, and it just made me realize more and more that black people are the only people who are criminalized after being murdered in cold blood. Mm. Um, and, and just think, there was a possibility that we would have never heard Ahmaud Arbery's name. If it wasn't for this video, we may have never heard his name. How many people out there have we never heard their name because there was no video? It's absolutely devastating. So I'm devastated. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you guys are enjoying uh, the initial thoughts and conversation that we're having on tonight, calling it Stand Up, Speak Out, the virtual event for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I see that people are joining us online. We have uh, 16 uh, viewers so far. Do us a favor, those that are watching us, we want you to uh, to like and share uh, this stream on your Facebook fan pages or your Facebook pages, I should say. Do us a favor and like our page as well. Uh, we're going to be bringing some of you on uh, very, very soon. We're going to make this link available uh, on our Facebook fan page so that you'll be able to join the conversation with us because uh, this, I believe, is a community forum. And it's a discussion I think is worthy of, uh, of, of more uh, voices stand up and speak out. So do us a favor, guys, those that are watching on our uh, Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, please share, share, our share warriors. And if you like the conversation, I, there we go. Uh, and do us a favor, and, and when you share it, let us know in the comments that you have shared it for us and where you're listening from. I see uh, somebody, uh, well, Brian Mitchell was watching us. Ernest Bruton has joined us. Uh, Amanda's mother, Bonnie, has joined us. We have somebody from Cincinnati, Ohio, that has joined us as well. So, guys, um, it, this is a conversation I think we all should be having. Brian Mitchell said, Jeremy, we did some time together at Cran Cranbrook Hub Program. Great young man. <laughs> so uh, you got uh, you got some uh, some fans out there, Jeremy. Uh, who else would like to, to give their initial impressions? All right, Professor, Professor from Michigan State, Professor Cobina, let's hear from you. So, um, you know, like a few others have mentioned, I would say that I was um, disgusted to learn um, that after Sean uh, was fatally shot more than a dozen times that just the inappropriate um, joke that was made by the detective um, about Sean needing to have a closed casket funeral. Um, I was shocked and outraged that you'd have two men who have ties to law enforcement would essentially uh, chase, shoot, and kill Ahmad while he is jogging, which I'm sure many of us have been outside jogging. Um, it just reminded me that you know, many of us are still not safe. Um, I was shocked, but yet not surprised that Ahmad's death, uh, which took place in February, and I have to admit I did not hear of it back then, but yet uh, two and a half months later, um, it, 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 his, his, his killers were arrested. 
Um, I was frustrated, but yet not surprised at attempts to assassinate his character, even though we know that he was the victim. And the reason why I say he, I, I was not surprised is because we saw this happen with Tamir Rice and Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and Freddie Gray and countless other uh, black individuals who die at the hands of the police or vigilantes. And so uh, when I uh, heard of these cases, um, definitely disgusted, surprised, uh, shocked, but yet not surprised. Right. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. All pro football player Derek Mason on Jay Z in the NFL. Jay Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table, doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. So I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who, if there's someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him, like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really, um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last 30 years, um, and I just created my own nonprofit, 501 called The Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just gonna take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. I know you're enjoying part one of our inaugural listener event entitled Stand Up, Speak Up. Let's get back into this powerful forum. Right. Yeah, this is the, the frequency of these cases uh, definitely um, really concerns us. And it's, it's been, you know, we can go all the way back to Trayvon Martin. And sometimes, we can, and in fact, we can even go back further than that because uh, this is not something that's a, a recent uh, a recent events but you know this has been happening you know all the way back to the 60s and even further than that you know so um, we're really just kind of rehashing history in some respects when we're talking about police brutality and and uh, in black America but um, I still think it's a conversation worthy of having and we're not again here just to talk about the problem. I want to make that very clear for those that are watching. We want to talk about some solutions as well. Uh, We want to talk about, you know, what we can do to, 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 to get closer to the solution. Um, I think there's accountability on both sides of the spectrum. And we want to talk more about that. Anybody else want to chime in about some of their initial impressions about, uh, you know, what's happening with, uh, with this, you know, Ahmaud Arbery case. I'm going to shoot it to uh, my good friend, Aaron Burrell. What you got to say, Doc? Well, again, just echoing the comments uh, that we heard earlier. You know, it's it's an unfortunate time for for African American people generally because of the COVID nineteen epidemic. Um, there's a recent article in the Atlantic uh, by a gentleman named Adam Serwer called "The Coronavirus Was an Emergency Until Trump Found Out Who Was Dying." Right. Oh, wow. And the subtitle is the pandemic has exposed the bitter terms of our racial contract, which deems certain lives of greater value than others. Right. So we were in a situation already where this pandemic kind of illuminated and highlighted the differences between the value, the perceived value of African-American lives and the perceived value of non-African-American lives. Um, and, you know, when we get these two, you know, the murders essentially of these two gentlemen, you know, in rapid succession, it kind of gave a, a very visceral visual illustration of that of that devaluing of, of the black life, essentially. Right. And, you know, for me, it, it actually it took me back to 2016 uh, when, you know, we had Alton Sterling um, and Philando Castile. Wow. Days apart, you know, dying very, very dramatically on video. Right. And I remember Philando Castile, you know, the way he passed away on video with with young child in the car, with other individual in the car. Um, you know, and and Mike, I think we sat on a similar panel then you and I both uh, right. around that same topic. Right. 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 So, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, we have to continually have this discussion. But, you know, these 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 two murders of these two gentlemen basically highlighted again what appears to be the devaluing or the lack of value that the black life has for, you know, a a host of our majority population. Right. And, you know, the things that we're doing to try to correct that we, we have a two steps forward, you know, four step backward situation. And it's hard to address. We have a lot of work to do, 
But you know, I, you can't you can't help but to be angry when you watch these things. To be very disappointed, to be sad, trying to counsel your children. How do you counsel your children? You have to add to the list of things that you can't do while black. You can't drive. You can't you can't you can't do uh you can't do basic things. You can't have skittles in your pocket. You can't wear a hoodie. Now you can't jump, right? Mm. Uh, you know so. And, and, you know, with respect to Sean Reed, again, you know, it, it shows us that they, they weren't really concerned about whether or not that gentleman committed a crime. Right. You know, right. And, and now police officers that, you know, I yield to my good buddy Ray, who's on the on the call, obviously. Um, but, you know, some police officers feel that they can take, you know, the justice system into their own hands, become the executioner, uh, judge and jury. Right. And um you know, it, 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 it's very much disappointed to see that type of thing. But again, it just illuminates the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people who perceive us to be to be lesser than. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, it's just uh, again, it's it's, it, it's it just seems like it's happening more often than not. And, and you would think because we're in this global pandemic that there would be a universal uh, empathy for 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 those for for everyone that's involved in in this, but we're seeing that that's not the case. In fact, we're even seeing that this COVID nineteen pandemic is being politicized. You know, Republicans versus Democrats, and now it looks like it's being black versus white and police versus the black community. So we're finding ways to uh, to to divide and conquer one another, even in the midst of a time where. You know, we, we, we all need to be coming together. You know, there was a, a hashtag that I saw on a commercial where it said alone together. You know, even though we're all in our individual spaces, we're all still together. And I think that's something that we've forgotten in all of this. You know, I want to bring Ray, uh, Deputy uh, Chief Ray Washington in this conversation. <laughs> you shake your head. We don't have to do titles. I'm saying we don't have to do titles. I'm oh, right. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I want to bring my good friend Ray Washington in it, and I want you to give, um, you know, y- your perspective of this because you are, you know, you know, you got the badge, you have the gun, uh, you know, um, you 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 see it from both sides. So I want to uh, give you an opportunity to weigh in. Uh, on your initial impressions of yet another, uh, you know, case of police brutality, uh, another fallen uh, black man, black men, uh, and 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 what are your initial impressions of that? Thank you, Mike. Uh, again, thank you for having me. And you know, uh, from a law enforcement uh, perspective, I want to say, uh, as a black man, as a law enforcement, uh, from a law enforcement uh, perspective, black lives do matter. They still right. matter. They will always matter. Uh, it's unfortunate the amount of uh, young black men who we've had, who we've lost to uh, unjustifiable shootings, uh, shootings that we even think were unjustified that turned out to be justified through our justice system. Uh, that still doesn't make it right. Um, uh, you know, when I see these things happen, I see them happening to my sons, my two young sons who are 34 and 32. Uh, every time I see that, my heart sinks because it could have been them driving a car or it could have been them uh, 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 looking uh, in, a, in, a, in a vacant uh, 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 house under construction that me and my wife do all the time. We just right. did two days ago. We love to go see houses and houses being built and for sale and being under construction. And we walk in and we look at them and we, I would hate to think someone is thinking 
that we're stealing something and then a group of men come out and chase us down and shoot us. Uh, right. So, so I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's terrible. It's uh, it has to stop. I think we have to look at uh, 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 continue from a law enforcement, law enforcement perspective, uh, cultural work, cultural training, diversity, diversity training, uh, uh, continuously have diversity training because we're hiring officers all over the country who are not uh, uh, used to dealing with African-American people right now in Detroit. Uh, you, you have a residency uh, a law where you had to be a Detroit resident to even be a Detroit police officer. Now mm. that has changed. And we have people coming from the suburbs and coming from uh, uh, as far away from Chicago. If you can get the roll call in time, you can live anywhere you want to live. As wow. long as you get the roll call and make the work on time. I think that's doing the community uh, injustice because I believe that you should represent the community that you serve in some form or fashion. And it's beginning to look like uh, 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 that's not happening in the city of Detroit anyway. But I'm so glad that in Detroit we have a prosecutor who uh, uh, will prosecute police officers. You don't see that a lot. Right. But if you're wrong as a police officer in the city of Detroit, you will be prosecuted and sent to jail. Uh, our prosecutor sent our current prosecutor, who was a judge at that time, but now she's a prosecutor, uh, sent a couple of people, our, our system, sent a couple of police officers to jail for murdering uh, 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 a, a gentleman who, because he wouldn't open his hand, basically, to see to show that he had some uh, drugs in his hand, they beat him to death with flashlights. They went to jail. And so mm. I'm happy to live in a place where we will prosecute police officers in the event that it calls for that. Unlike in the South and some other places, it seems that some of these laws need to be changed. These citizen arrest laws, I mean, where citizens just run out with a gun and say you're under arrest for something they think that you might have done. That's right. crazy to me. Right. And and so and so I think when we talk about solutions, we gotta start talking about how do we change these kind of laws that 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 deputize people, citizens, uh, who may have who may be prejudiced who may have some kind of prejudice bones about them or in their in their mind that I'm gonna go out and, and, and try to find something so I can make a citizen's arrest. Uh, we saw that in, uh, in, in, in with, with the Trayvon Martin case. Uh, and, and, and so I think we got to start looking at diversity training for police officers, changing laws for citizens to take some of that out of their uh, 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 um, authority and, uh, and, and start working it from that end so we can start saving these young black men. You're tuned in to the thinking giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you.
Hey, what's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I hope you enjoyed part one of our listener event entitled Stand Up, Speak Up. Let's hear the conclusion of part one of this powerful forum. And Mike Brown. Yeah. And and uh, you go all the way back there. And I remember watching that uh, that prosecutor walk into uh, the the courtroom to announce charges against the uh, the police officer that 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 killed Mike Brown, and we all were were were, were hoping that he was going to get you know a first degree murder right. uh, as the charge, but it was manslaughter, right. and uh, and you know that's the lesser charge. So um, I saw him limp into the courtroom, and to me it was a symbolic or metaphor of the crooked cr- cr- criminal justice system. And uh, and so that's where we are. And I completely agree with you. And I appreciate your perspective, uh, a balanced perspective, because sometimes when you when you talk to police officers, they don't give you that balanced perspective It's more, you know, more about their their job and you not understanding the pressure that you're under. And of course, we do. And we appreciate uh, the work that you do. Let me make that very clear. Even those that might be watching on tonight. Uh, that we appreciate uh, the the work of the police officers. We need you guys. We need the uh, we we need law enforcement. But yes. I, I I think that it needs to be uh, a balanced law enforcement. I would never want to live in a community that didn't have law enforcement right as some kind of way to keep us all together. But I, there is a there is one more part, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that 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 I'm I'm in the process of putting something together on how to when we talk about solutions how to how to survive a police encounter how do you mm. stop and I'm working on that because at the same time at the same time we we have to have some responsibility ourselves as saying. If, if, if I'm going to do this, what, are going to, what is going to be the consequences? If I'm running from the police because I've done something or I did not do something, what, what is going to be the consequences? If I just comply to probably a stop, hey, stop, and I stop, do I have a better chance of living? And I think you do, but there's also a part that when I say that, someone says, well, what about uh, 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 Sterling and what about Castillo, those people that weren't doing it, sitting in their car and the police officer just shot them. That's unfortunate. But I would I would put my money on if I start to comply to what police officers are asking me to do, I give myself a better chance to survive that encounter. 
That makes sense. I I, I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, to 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 a certain degree, I think there's some virtue in 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 that. You know, we've also seen you know police officers, I think, go over uh, overboard in uh, in their in their traffic stops and and what is a routine traffic stop turns into a life and death situation, and and the individual is is trying to comply in in, in some in some respects, and that still happens. So. Out to yeah, start. Agree. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in my 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 uh, my new Michigan State uh, brother, uh, Jeremy Bowie. Uh, I want him to weigh in on uh, what his initial impressions and thoughts are on this Ahmad Arbery and Sean Reed situation. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Thank you uh, once again, Michael, for having me to discuss. Um, you know these these two tragic incidences that seem to be commonplace in our country, uh, sadly. Um, when I saw the uh, Ahmaud Arbery tape, um, it, it kind of reminded me of lynching. I mean, you had the same ingredients. You had um, a southern city. You had a pickup truck, white occupants, guns, and an innocent African-American male. I mean, um, and, and when I saw the recording, um, I, I was saying to myself, why was this being recorded? It kind of took me back to Menace to Society. I don't know if you remember Old Dog when right. he went into the uh, the uh, store and shot the late the the the, uh, the the male clerk, and then went back and got the tape. And they're sitting around at the house watching it over and over again, like like this was some kind of champion killing, wow. um, you know. And then I began to say, what did Ahmad do? And I said that because, not because I'm looking at the African-American male and faulting the victim. It's it's what I'm going to hear on the news. It's what right. I'm going to hear. And so when I saw that um, they were saying it was a rash of burglaries and stuff and things of that nature, then I go look at the Georgia Code and he didn't commit a burglary. Mm. You know, He didn't even commit a trespass. Honestly, if you want to look at the uh, statute, and so when they said they made a, a citizen's arrest, I looked up a citizen's arrest. Well, if he didn't commit a burglary, which is a felony, you have no right to arrest him as a citizen. And then to trespass is nothing more than a misdemeanor. So it was a wrongful killing on a part of uh, the McMichaels. And, and then when I got to Sean Reed, we know his facts and circumstances are a little different. Wow. Um, he was fleeing alone in the police. You know, let's, let's just say that, you know, he wasn't right in doing that, but at the same time, you know, one of my favorite things at trial I used to love was cross-examination. Like, I would just feel the, you know, my blood pump when they say, you know, Mr. Bowie, uh, you may begin. Because now I have the story. I have the facts. I have what you tried to say differently. And I'm going to tear you up on that. Because, one, um, well, first, initially, when I saw Sean Reed in the car, I was wondering, like, is he, is, is there something mentally going on? Is, some, is there something mentally, is he diagnosed mental health, undiagnosed what's going on? And we see that he was a former, um, I think he was an airman. He was a former airman. And then um, I started thinking, well, police really don't know how to handle mental health people. Detroit mm-hmm. just had a thing where they beat this young lady up in the hospital. Right. She was a mental health person. Um, she had mental health issues. And then um, I started um, listening to the story, and they said, well, we tried to taser him, but it didn't take effect. Well, I heard a taser. I heard him fall. I heard him moan. He was on the ground. 
So what you mean the taser didn't take effect? And then I heard 11 gunshots, two more gunshots, means 13 gunshots. And then the comment, I guess we're going to have a, I guess you're going to have a closed casket, homie. Right. Um, you know, it, it's just sad that, you know, we can't look for our law enforcement for help. We fear police. We don't have the same comfort as our counterparts of approaching a police officer. Um, we can't even approach non-police officers who are white or other um, races. Like uh, Councilman Bates said, the young man, I'm, I'm trying to get to school. I'm trying to be a productive citizen of society. And I get shot at. Renisha McBride gets in a car accident in the middle of the night, shot through the door by a man mm-hmm. thinking it was an intruder because she was black. And so, you know, all these things run through my mind as um, I was reviewing the uh, Aubrey uh, the Ahmaud Aubrey tape in a Facebook Live, which is on YouTube of Sean Reed. And it's sad. It's sad. And like uh, Mr. Burrell said, we can't jog anymore, so I don't know what we're going to do next. <laughs> wow. And yeah, this is so unfortunate that we constantly have to have these conversations. And um, I do agree with you that, um, you know, uh, the, 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 especially with the Ahmaud Aubrey case, I was, um, you know, thinking to myself, um, you know, uh, how, how, how many more, I mean, how, 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 how are we going to be restricted even more? Again, jogging while black, uh, sleeping while black, barbecuing while black, uh, you know, drinking coffee while black. Uh, I mean, is eating at a restaurant while black, uh, studying while black. I mean, you got a number of different, um, you know, scenarios out there that black people have been accosted by police uh, unnecessarily because of, you know, nothing but the color of their skin. And, uh, and here we are still yet talking about this problem of police brutality in the black community. You know, um, Boyd has joined us. Uh, are you, are you, with, are you there Boyd? Cause I want to give you the last word on, on your initial impressions on, uh, on this, uh, you know, Again, Boyd and I go back quite a ways, and uh, he's a pastor as well. And I've introduced you already, but I just want to kind of get your impressions and thoughts. We're talking about the Ahmad Arbery case and the Shireen case. I want you to introduce yourself, of course, weigh in on um, you know what you think has been going on. Thank you for taking me off the mute, Michael Nimmons. Glad to know that the host knows how to work the mute button. Um, <laughs> me and my man, Mike, we go way back. First of all, thank you, bro, for inviting me on to this show tonight. I've always been inspired by your mind and um, your energy, and I'm inspired again. Um, shout out to everybody that's on the call. Appreciate Look you, everybody man. up. Got some powerful backgrounds on the call tonight, so I'm just going to say what I got to say, especially with, with with the Bishop Aaron Burrell on. I can't say too much. <laughs> it hasn't already been said. <laughs> but um, I'm going to tell you something, Mike. Now, Mike, y'all don't know this. I, I know he don't look it, but Mike is t- 15 years older than me. <laughs> um, but he will remember back when we were in school in the 90s. He's really not. I'm, Mike's a little bit older than me. But but I graduated high school in 97, and I'm thinking about, now I came, when I started elementary school, I started elementary school in around 1981, 82. I'm 
trying to do math on my head. I'm a lawyer. I don't do math quick on my head. But I remember from that time to the time I graduated in 97, to the time I went to, don't jump on this, Mike, to the great University of Michigan. Um, There was a consistent, (laughs) I'll fight all of y'all on here tonight. There was a consistent, y'all down for black people till we get to Michigan, Michigan State. Y'all ain't ready. Right, right, right. Let's go. Don't want the truth. (laughs) But I remember very, very often a conversation that teachers tried to have with me and other of my classmates, mostly black males. The conversation was you all don't understand that you need to be twice as good to get by. And we were like, what are you twice as good as twice as good as who? Him? This guy over here, he can't even read. What you talking about? Twice as good. I'm doing I'm doing this work walking backwards. What you mean twice as good? They were like, look, you live in a world where your black skin is not viewed the same way in context outside of the Detroit public schools as they are on the inside. Y'all gotta understand this. We used to be like, whatever, man. I don't know what y'all talking about. I didn't understand what they meant until I got to college and I was sitting in math 105, which was um, like high level, like um, like pre-calculus or calculus or something. Them kids was like, they knew stuff. They learned stuff in the fifth grade. I felt like I had never heard before. And it was all coming out in that class. Yeah. I didn't understand that I was so far behind until I was confronted with the reality and the different worlds that we were in once we got to the same school. I did not know, and this is me now, y'all, was, y'all Michigan State folks, some of y'all, y'all smarter than me. <laughs> I didn't know when I got, until I left Detroit in 1997, I didn't know that blacks were outnumbered in this country seven to one. I didn't know that because I grew up in a black city. I didn't understand what racism was and the impact that it was having on my life. You could not, and, and, and Mike and I were also preachers, we often struggle to, to reduce very abstract concepts down to our parishioners. How do I show you the impact of, for example, the lack of believing in absolute truth on your life? Sometimes that can be very abstract and difficult. Racism was an abstract and difficult thing for us to understand for a long time. And as a result of that, I think it led to a generation of people who perhaps did not understand what we needed to do as a community to maintain the progress that we have secured during the civil rights movement, during the black power movement, and in Detroit in the in the 80s once we had um, Coleman Young become the mayor of Detroit. Coleman Young rooting out police corruption as it relates to the stress units that were riding around Detroit in the 70s. I know my brother Ray would know a lot about that. I know about it anecdotally. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. We had a lot of progress that a generation just let go because our enemy became so subversive and hidden that we did not understand the impact of that enemy on our lives. Fast forward to now, where we're seeing a whipping up of the same white supremacy that was the root of 
the slave chattel slave system that was the root of the next iteration of white supremacy, which was Jim Crow, which was the root of the next iteration of white supremacy, which was the um, mass incarceration of, of people of color. So for me, I'm having an interesting relationship with all of this. I'm not shocked by any of it. I'm not surprised by any of it. If, the, if your listeners don't know, buckle your seatbelts up. This won't be the last time it happens. If your listeners don't know, buckle your seatbelts up. It is very unlikely ever in the history of the United States of America that is rooted on an image of blackness that is defined as something that is less than human, that is down in the ground of our nation, we will probably never have a generation where the world around us sees us as valuable until we start seeing this ourselves. So for me, this is a moment where we can look at people and say, hey, we really have an enemy that is which is an ideology, which is not individual. Because I hear some folks, why are you saying we don't like white people? I'm not saying that. White supremacy is an ideology that affects and infects whites as well as blacks by the evidence of the fact that we still use the term of white supremacy nigger to respond and refer to each other. That's internalized white supremacy. It's cutting both ways. Now the evidence has come back again to a new millennial generation to a new uh, uh, um, 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 generation, X generation that had everything given to them. Now the same supremacy has put that same mask on and it's coming after us again. And I see not an opportunity to be shocked or surprised, but I see an opportunity to, uh, to build and develop power in our community so that we can be strong enough to at least mitigate the impact of this issue in our society. And to me, that's the issue. Because as long as we take this case-by-case -case approach, this shock-by-shock -shock case approach, we're going to be shocked forever while this enemy continues to decimate our communities. So from my standpoint, and I'm a former prosecutor myself, I remember being in that office. I had to leave the prosecutor's office because I got sick of putting black men in jail. I couldn't do it anymore. What can I do to show people that we really have this problem? Well, now here it is. Now it's time for us to take this time to develop power and use that power to develop a defense that'll help our community. That's, that's my thought about it. Absolutely. times are tough. We have a lot going on right now. This is uncharted territory. But remember, God is still in control. I'm radio host Michael Nemes with a word of encouragement just for you. We're going to get through this together. Let's remember those who are on the front lines tackling this virus head on. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You are the real heroes. And to those who lost loved ones because of the virus, we are still yet praying for you. Those who tested positive for the virus, this is not your end. You are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. Let's do what we can to stay positive, stay connected, stay home, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay safe. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.
Man Down. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie Connor. I, I was reading something the other day, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been 50 years since uh, Dr. King was killed. 50 years later, they're still killing kings, you know, uh, to, to really speak truth to power, but also to, to speak to our young men about uh, police brutality, but also the whole spectrum that, in many cases, they live in the crosshairs of society. We can give them all the, the tips, tools, and things of the trade or how to govern yourself accordingly. But we see young men all across America, and we, you know, uh, in many cases, we just become desensitized to a young man who is shot and killed because the police were threatened by the fact that he pulled something out of his pocket and it was a phone when they thought it was a gun. Practitioner and spokesperson, Dr. Victoria Dooley. I do feel strongly that as the African-American community and the church, we need to take mental illness more seriously, and we need to make it okay for somebody to seek out health care for mental health issues other than prayer. Absolutely, 100%. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, Rochelle Riley. Uh, I, I can tell you, and before we leave uh, Ali, let me tell you that it wasn't just an interview with him, but my very first column called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street, you know, how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town, but in the rest of the town it's named something else. That column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said, okay, it's time. And that helped lead to this effort that had been going on for some time to raise $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. 
Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Tonight's thought of the week comes from a very special woman of God, poet and lyricist Ty Scott King. She recently posted a very powerful spoken word piece in tribute to the two young men that were tragically slain recently, uh, Ahmaud Arbery and Sean Reed. And we want to share this powerful spoken word piece with you on tonight from poet and lyricist Ty Scott King. Take a listen. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit. Born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history. And it's a mystery how they missed me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country. And our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears. Cause fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms. And in the heirlooms the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency. Denying black beauty and black pride by trying to convince us that we're only looking for a free ride. And I admit, I would like to ride my mule on my 40 acres if I could get it. But I can't even get it on credit because this system wasn't built on merit. For we are still struggling to reward good while scandals like Charlottesville tear apart our hoods and hooded white robes are still allowed to congregate to spew words of hate. So I question the fate of the fruits that I will bear because they will still have to bear the weight of black in a society that tells us to wait in the back, pick up the slack, remain calm, hands up when you come under attack for being black. I am to my bones, to my core, to my root, a strange fruit in America's eyes. But I refuse to believe those lies that my problems lie in the pigment of my skin because racism never came from within me but I found it hanging from trees on Georgia properties like decorations despite declarations of independence and equality there remain complexes of inferiority while those in fear of this minority lied to me repeatedly about the beauty of my ebony they wish I were a dichotomy but black Black will always be a part of me. So I might die as I was born, in the midst of a nation torn, yet trying desperately to reform by reforming ideologies, yet rarely making apologies for a history that stripped me of my inalienable right to liberty. And sometimes I still can't see that road to racial unity because my black takes me back to that Georgia tree where they hung fruits, black to their bones, to their cores, 
to their roots like me. Oh, see, can't you see? We are still a nation struggling to be free. That's our show for tonight, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We hope you enjoyed part one of this amazing forum that we had on yesterday. Stand up and speak up. Thanks to all of our panelists that were a part of that guest list of uh, of people that were on the show, as well as those of you who were watching on Facebook Live. Remember, guys, we're going to continue doing these types of events, and uh, we hope that you'll be a part of it. And again, if there are any black entrepreneurs and business owners that are listening to us tonight, or you might know someone, if you're listening, that is a black business owner or entrepreneur, tell them to email us at contact at michaelnemis.com so they can be a part of our next listener event. We're going to be talking about black ownership and black entrepreneurship. We'll be giving you details about that in just a few weeks. So look forward to that. Again, if you're a black entrepreneur or black business owner, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Remember to tune in next week. We're going to be bringing you part two of this amazing forum, Stand Up and Speak Up. And remember, we're going to be posting the entire podcast to our thinking, our newly rebranded YouTube channel called Thinking Out Loud TV. Stay tuned for that. Well, guys, until next time, always remember, if you can think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. like the show be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get more info about the show and the ministry visit michaelnemons.com want to book radio host michael nemons for your next special event send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com tune in every tuesday at 8 p.m for the thinking out loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you